Dobar Dan from BA. This is a Rorschach Serbia update from the 14th of March 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Serbia. Serbian President Aleksandar Vucic and Kosovo Prime Minister Albin Kurti will meet on Saturday, the 18th of March, in Orid, North Macedonia, as part of the Serbian Kosovo Dialogue on the Normalization of Relations. The meeting was scheduled because Vucic and Kurti did not sign the EU plan on the normalization of relations, better known as the Franco-German proposal. The EU expects both leaders to sign the agreement on Saturday. Kurti said that Kosovo wants normal relations and to do so Serbia and Kosovo require mutual recognition. However, he said that Kosovo's constitution cannot sustain a mono-ethnic entity like the Association of Serb-Majority Municipalities, which Serbia is requesting. Similarly to Kurti's disagreement with the plan, Vucic said that Serbia will not agree to Kosovo joining NATO, nor will it recognize Kosovo in any way. Vucic also said that he is skeptical that he and Kurti will make any progress in the next meeting on Saturday. Worried that Kurti will not be forming the Serbian Municipalities Association, Vucic also said that the EU is encouraging Kurti to continue disregarding previous commitments. This is because the agreement does not specifically mention the issue of the formation of the Association of Serb-Majority Municipalities, but only says Kosovo and Serbia should implement all past agreements. Serbia, however, must remain in the negotiation process and Vucic pointed out that he is willing to make compromises, but that Serbia will not recognize Kosovo. Speaking of the Franco-German proposal, Mark Weller, an advisor to the Kosovo negotiation team in the dialogue with Serbia, said that for the first time it has put Kosovo in a better strategic position than Serbia. This is because Serbia has to remove the part in its constitution which claims that Kosovo is an integral part of Serbia and should recognize Kosovo. The agreement also requires Serbia to treat Kosovo in accordance with the purposes and principles of the UN Charter, banning the use of force. According to Weller, the draft agreement is close to being the formal recognition of the independent Kosovo. He also said that he and all of Kosovo's international partners believe that this agreement outlines the path to full normalization of relations between the two countries. But some Serbian citizens do not want Serbia to recognize Kosovo. In fact, on Tuesday the 7th, students of the University of Belgrade organized a protest called Students for Cosmet and several hundreds people went to support it. The main point of the protest was to denounce the Franco-German proposal, but also to criticize the idea of forming an association of Serb-majority municipalities in Kosovo. Several conservative parties attended the protest, all of which have heavily criticized the agreement. The organizers scheduled a new protest for Friday the 17th, a day before the planned meeting between Vucic and Kurti in North Macedonia. On that note about protests and rallies, 
women's rights organizations in Southeast Europe staged Women's Day March with the aim of promoting equality and better protection against domestic violence. In Serbia, several feminist groups organized a Women's Day protest on Wednesday, on the 8th of March, for women's rights called Dignity Salary Life. At Slavia Square in Belgrade, where the protest took place, female activists spoke about difficulties women face at work, on the streets, and at home. In just the first 64 days in 2023 in Serbia, nine women were killed, seven more than in the same period last year. The violence increase also affects journalists. In the past weeks, journalists themselves went public about the threats and attacks they have been receiving and reported them to the competent prosecutor's offices. Several journalists have been physically assaulted, and some even received death threats. What makes their cases even worse is the fact that the police and prosecution do nothing to protect them. The Independent Association of Journalists of Serbia recorded 21 cases of attacks on journalists since the beginning of 2023. Another form of violence present in Serbia is discrimination. Alexander Šapić, the mayor of Belgrade, was heavily criticized for speaking about the Roma community in Belgrade in a degrading way. On Saturday the 12th, Šapić spoke on TV about how people in the Roma community in Belgrade usually beg for money, steal and harass citizens. The reason he spoke on this topic is a recent accident that happened close to a Roma settlement in which a car hit a one-year-old. Brankicha Jankovic, Serbia's Commissioner for the Protection of Equality, criticized the mayor, saying that his statements could further prejudice the Roma community and deepen the popular narrative that blames them. Many Roma associations, like the Opera Roma Serbia organization, also condemned the mayor's comments demanding an apology from not only Šapić, but also the ruling Serbian Progressive Party, or SNS. Unlike Kosovo, several countries in Southeast and Central Europe saw a decline in freedoms. The 2023 annual report called Freedom in the World registered the 17th consecutive year of falls in global freedom. The makers of the report is an organization called Freedom House, and the assessment itself ranks each country from 0 to 4 on a series of 25 freedom indicators for a maximum aggregate score of 100. The report showed that Nordic countries were the freest in the world. The report states that Serbia is classified as partly free and lost 18 points in its aggregate score. That is primarily because President Vucic secured a second five-year term after a decade in government. The only country in the region that saw real improvement is Kosovo. It gained four points in its aggregate score in 2022, despite also remaining only partly free. In other news, on Thursday the 9th, President Vucic said that he could not promise not imposing sanctions on Russia at some point over its invasion of Ukraine. 
He added that Serbia took an attitude on sanctions that is, in his words, serious and difficult to preserve due to everything that happened in the 90s, referring to the NATO's bombing of Yugoslavia in 1999. After Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Serbia has shown support for Ukraine and condemned Russia's invasion as it voted for the exclusion of Russia from the UN Human Rights Council. However, because Serbia heavily depends on Russia for energy sources, it has not imposed sanctions on the country despite pressures from the EU and US. Speaking of energy, Rio Tinto, the mining and metals company, agreed to pay a $15 million civil penalty to settle a years-long probe into allegations it violated US foreign bribery law. Savo Manojlovic, the director of the Go Change campaign, commented on the news saying that Serbia's politicians' motives with Rio Tinto are unclear. Since the news of the corruption charges of Rio Tinto, he said it is suspicious that so many politicians want them in Serbia since many experts pointed out that lithium mining will ecologically destroy the country. Last year, before the elections, Serbian Prime Minister Anna Brnabic confirmed that Serbia had cut ties with Rio Tinto and that they had halted all the projects in Serbia. This was due to numerous protests against lithium mining in order to save the environment and preserve the lands of western Serbia. However, just last month, Vucic secretly met with the company's representatives. On that note about the environment, on Friday the 10th, the Republic Hydrometeorological Institute of Serbia published the results of a research conducted in order to track global warming in the country. The results have shown that the winter of 2022-2023 has been the warmest yet since 1888. In Belgrade, the recorded air temperatures was 5.9 degrees Celsius or around 43 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 3 degrees higher than the average. Kopaonik, a mountain range that is also the most popular winter resort in Serbia, measured the lowest number of snowy days in its history. The EU Climate Monitoring Service also announced that in 2022 and 2023, Europe experienced the second warmest winter since their monitoring began in 1979. And to close this edition, some health updates. About 4,900 COVID-19 cases were confirmed and around 30 people have died this week. Compared to last week, the mortality rate has decreased by 10. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. You can support us by subscribing to our show. This way, you'll never miss an episode. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at serbia at rorschach.com. Do dalinjeg, s Bogom! Bogom!